would you lift those hands to the Lord and those of you that are are with us online streaming would you take a moment and just continue to worship God for a few moments because he is so worthy of our praise he's worthy of all worthy of all honor all glory be unto him we just thank you Lord thank you that you're bringing us through these changing times and as things change swifter you become more sure you, you become more sure in our lives thank you Lord for your voice clear to us that we may be obedient unto you we thank you Heavenly Father for what you even will release this week among the Saints among those who are watching among those Lord who who need you to intervene on their behalf I thank you Lord that this is the time and we embrace this new norm with all of our heart we are not afraid because we know that you are with us and we praise you and thank you for it in Jesus wonderful name if you believe that clap your hands to him and give God praise just for a moment here while you're at home it's okay to bless him and to praise him pastor Chris taught us how to do that this week you have to open your mouth if you want God to do something if you want to see God move, you got to open, you got to verbalize it, you got to speak it. And some of you need to shout it. In fact, when I count to three, can we just give God a mighty praise? One, two, three. Bless the name of the Lord. We bless the name of the Lord. We bless your name, Jesus. We thank you for your presence today. Amen. I want to tell you to hug each other so bad. I'm trying to keep protocol. You know, I know that we're going to do that. But I have a sneaky suspicion that those of you that are here today um, are not afraid. So, what I think I want to ask you to just touch your finger next <laughs> those of you at home we're so grateful for you you may be seated we're so thankful for you we thank God for the medium of being able to preach the gospel to worship God around the world through the medium of social media it's really awesome it's awesome I, I want I, I want to um, what I want to do is I, I see my daughter waving at me. It's not me. It's, it's, you're good? Okay. So those of you watching, I want to tell you, thank, thank God for you. And um, we, we praise the Lord for you being able to do that uh, on your live streaming through social media. It's really awesome. What, what I'm going to ask of you that are watching, I'm going to ask you if you would be so kind um, to put in the comments those things that, that really touch you. Uh, put them in the comments so that we can... We, we know that we're, we're getting through. You know, um, you know your body tells, tells you whether what you're putting in your mouth is working or not. <laughs> you know, the, so so I, I need you to tell us whether it's working or not. It's an amazing thing. I want you to look with me this, this morning at Acts chapter 2. I want to begin something fresh this morning. Um, because God is... is causing things to change he's a God who never changes 
But he changes things around us because we need to grow and we are changing. And I want you to get a hold of this morning what you can expect that's coming. What changes have we and must we make? I want you to get a hold of what I call this new norm. God wants to speak to you and help you and settle you and get you ahead of the curve so you can take advantage of all the things that are changing in our culture, in our nation, in our world. The Lord always has a word about this and every time things change, his word speaks to us. What happens to you when you don't know what's happening? Things are changing so swiftly. Now you, you would travel to work, some of you 45 minutes to work. Now you travel from your bedroom to your desk. Many of you, you would get up early to make sure your kids, their food is, is fixed, to either put them in the car to take them to school or to put them on the bus to go to school. You know, you might not be awake yet, but you're, you know you got to get your kids. Some of you have done this so much, you can fix their breakfast with your eyes closed. Sometimes they're surprised what's on their lunch when they get there, what you fixed. But, but you, this was a routine. For years we did this. A routine of our lives of early rising but now our children aren't going to school many of them their school is across the hall or aside the side beside their desk beside their bed at a desk where you where you where they sit and learn and now those of you parents that didn't even have computer skills are now having to figure out oh my god my children need a computer to do their homework it's it's an amazing change no never have we seen this in our history, not this kind of change. It's an amazing time. And many of us were so used to just freely coming, freely going, and, and it's not quite that way. Some say that when we return, will things ever turn, return to normal? Well, it depends on what you call normal. I believe that the way things were before January of 2020 are, will not be the same again. How many of you kind of sense that in your spirit? That things have permanently, some things have permanently changed. If, if that's the way you feel about it, would you put that in, in the chat box? Raise your hand here in the, in the audience if you feel like some things are just permanently changed. Have you noticed how many groceries, grocery stores, how much they're stocking? Have you noticed the department stores, how much they're closing? There are several businesses in bankruptcy and we never expected that. And yet it has happened. Uh, it's an amazing thing. There's an all-time rise in our economy of things pertaining to health, things pertaining to safety. I, w I was talking to a friend of mine. He said he went into the gun shop because, you know, he felt like with all the unrest, he needed to be able to protect himself. And he, he went to the gun shop and there was only a few guns on the shelf. He said, what's going on? He said, man, people are buying these weapons. It's amazing. Some people can't find ammunition. I mean, Wow, that's, 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 a new, that's a new twist. Things are changing. If things have changed in your life radically, I mean to the point where you're going, you're, you're, you're asking the question, what is happening? If you've ever, if you ever asked that question, look at your neighbor and say, yeah, I've, I've asked that question. I look on the side of the freeway, I see abandoned cars. I look under, under the freeway, I see people camping out. I've never seen it like I've seen it before. At this, in these past two or three months. T tents propped up 
under freeway overpasses, under shrubberies and on the sides of the road. And that population appears to be growing more and more and more. I, I, I don't know what, about you, they've changed the police cars. Now, not, not so much sedans. Now, everybody else is SUVs. It's like they're packing heavy, preparing for God knows what. It's, it's different. I don't know if you've sensed a kind of ominous attitude and atmosphere as, we, as you go about your daily task. Some of you have been in your houses a while, finally decided to get out, and as you travel out, you, you, you sense something that's changed. In the midst of it, the word of God speaks. This is what God is about to do in your life. And when you ask the question, what is happening? We, we become, much of the body of Christ is under unrest. We don't quite know how to deal with this. When change is the only constant, when change is the only constant, we're all asking the question, Lord, what do we do? What do we depend on? What, what decisions do we need, need to make in the midst of this crisis that's arisen? A friend of mine was talking about crises the other day. He said, you know, with, with crises, always two things appear, danger and opportunity. And we, I think the, much of us, many of us, have been feeling the danger. But I trust that those of you that are, that are in the body of Christ and those that know Jesus feel something very different. Now, I'll talk about that in just a moment. In the midst of this monumental change, the word of God is speaking. What does he want to do in your life? I, I want to point you to the book of Acts. We're going to land there for a bit and understand that monumental change was happening to the church at the time this was penned. Change so radical that nothing would ever be the same again. And the Holy Spirit was speaking to the church and giving them specifics as to what they should do, who they are, and how they should be. I want to give you that word today. I want you to find yourself in these words. And I want you to be able to locate what you need to do. What haven't you done? What you yet still need to do? God wants to show up in your life. God wants to be more real to you than he ever has been. He wants to be more real to you than what you felt when you worshiped. As real as that is, God wants to be his reality to be over your life. When you wake up, when you go out, when you work, when you come in, when you interact, when you lay down, God wants to be in your reality. And he wants you to know that he's with you. And you need to know what you ought to be doing. In Acts chapter 2, it's very interesting how God prepared, he actually prepared the church for the new norm and the new change that would happen to them that would never go back to be the same. And, and there are three things the Lord did to them. First of all, when he rose from the dead, which that alone divided time, his resurrection impacted our very calendar from now on till, until time ends, A.D. and B.C. And when he rose from the dead, people, can you imagine how they felt when the same Lord that they saw being crucified and ripped apart 
buried in that tomb and then now he appears and he says to them put your hands in my wounds stick your hands where the nails were put your hands where the, the, the wound in my side was Thomas see that I'm not a ghost I'm real it had to blow their minds would it blow your mind they knew from this point on everything would change. The first thing the Lord said to them, I, I, I've got to ascend to my father, but I want you to do something. I want you to gather yourselves together in this place where he designated. And I want you to, I'm going to write this down, number one. This is, this, these are the, the, big, the big things, the large things that we must do now. Number one, he said, I want you to give yourself to prayer. The Bible says in Acts 1, chapter 14, all of these with one mind were continually devoting themselves to prayer along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brothers. It also noted his disciples before this verse. They gathered together in that what's called a upper room, a room that Jesus had met many times before, except this time Jesus is not there in physical body. They are praying. I wanted to say this to you right now. Body of Christ, if there ever was a time we became devoted to prayer, now is the time. If, you ever, if you've ever in your life needed to pray and make it a habit in your life, now is the time. So he, he pointed them towards prayer. The second thing he did in verse 25, they, they, not only did they, they devote themselves to prayer, but they reassigned ministry. And this is something I want you to hear. Hear me today. Because the Holy Spirit will put his hand on you about the ministry he's called you to do. Every single one of you were never called just to go to church. In fact, that's one of our problems. I'm convinced one of the reasons why God allowed this pandemic it's to help us re to reassign for us and to remind us it is not going to church that count, it's being the church. And yes, we are to assemble. But let me tell you, when this is done, the church would have left the building. Are you there, saints? He said to them, I want you to gather and pray and I want to reassign ministry. So what they did, the 12, they... they they realized, you know, this is something special God did for us, that Jesus did for us, and one of us is missing. And Judas, who betrayed the Lord, his office, his space was missing. And so they filled that space in ministry. I want to say this to you. An emphasis on what ministry God would place on your life, that, that emphasis is upon you right now. You need to answer the question, beloved. What is the ministry God has given me to do? I am not just here to make it. I'm not just here to stay safe. God has an assignment for your life. In fact, the Apostle Paul said that Jesus has placed every member of the body of Christ as he sees fit and given them a gift. What is your gift? What is it that God is asking you to do? Are you being trained for it? I want to tell you that time has arisen again. Not only prayer, but reassignment of ministry. And many of you are going to be shocked what God does with you in the coming days as we work with you, as we, as we prepare you for the ministry God has for you. 
Look at your neighbor at home. Look at each other. Tell each other, you have been assigned a ministry by God. You need to find out what it is. Tell them what I said. You, you, have, been, you have been assigned a ministry. You say, well, you know, well, 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 I, I, God didn't call me to preach. I didn't say that. I said he had a ministry. He had a, a form of service for you to give. Every single one of you. And then the third thing, not only did he give attention to prayer and the reassignment of ministry, they filled the spot of Judas, of Judas but the third thing they did was very interesting. Um, God had his hand on raising up a generation of ministerial excellence. God was raising up a new echelon of leadership. He prophesied it by the, by the Spirit of God. He said, but this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. And it shall be in the last days, God says, that I will pour forth my spirit on all mankind and your sons and your daughters. Come on, say that. My sons and my daughters. Sons and my daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men will dream dreams upon my bond servants. Both men and women, I will in those days, Joel prophesied about these days, those days are these days. And he said, he prophesied, I, I'm, I'm going to pour out of my spirit. For this promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off, as many as the Lord God shall call. This company of powerful men and women God is raising up. It's a multi, it's a multi-generational ministry, old and young. I don't know if you're in between, somewhere in between there. He, God's talking to you, amen. He's pouring out the spirit of God on the body of Christ. And if you haven't, if you're not dead, that means your ministry is not fulfilled yet. In fact, don't die till you get done what Jesus wants you to do. Are you there? Some of you need to take this attitude. I can't die until I finish my work. That'll deliver you from the fear of corona. Every time I want to say the word, I want to laugh. Corona, coronavirus, corona. I am so sick and tired. Have I got anybody who's with me on that? At home, write it in the chat book. I'm sick of corona. Y'all need to kick corona out. The truth is, a whole level of ministry is rising up and you are part of it. God is anointing you to do what he wants you to do. In fact, why don't we quit going to church and be the church and when we gather together, get our assignment that God wants for us to do between now and the next time we gather. That's a whole different ball game. All the church said amen multi-generational it's multi uh, it's 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 both genders not forgive not, don't forgive me hear me i said both genders because the bible only recognizes two quit being ashamed of that church he recognizes too. Many others are struggling trying to deal with their identity but the bible recognizes two both male and female how many of you are males in this place today? Wow, look at that. Amazing. All this whole building filled to the capacity with males. Oh, all the women said amen. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Let me speak what I see. <laughs> and, and how many of you are women and you know you're a woman? Amen. Look, for, 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 
for, forgive me, but if you, if, you, if you have all the accoutrements and if you have all of the, the equipment of a woman and you tell me you're a man, I'm sorry, my beloved, but I'm going to go with what I see, all right? That's a whole other subject. I want to tell you that what, what the Lord did, he lined up these three things. He said, I'm, I want you to pray because of what's coming. Look at your neighbors that need to pray because of what's coming, to be pre to prepare for what's coming. The second thing, he said, I want you to get a hold of your ministry. And thirdly, I want you to accept that the Lord Jesus is making you a part of this generation of incredible, powerful ministers that he's, re he's releasing in the world. And that's, what he, and that's what's happened. That's the big three. And how do we deal with this new norm? How do we... How, how, how do we embrace it? Excuse me. How do we enjoy it? Many of you are fighting it. And the Lord wants you to enjoy it and see that he's working. He's, he's working. It's working. He's working. He's working for your good. What do you do? Well, let me give you some. Let me give you real quick. I got to do this quick. I've got a few more moments. I'll, I'll run it down real quick. First of all, God changed the action of the church and that action was incredible i want you to check this out and see if you're doing any of this because this is a chart it's our map it's our pattern it's acts chapter 2 verse 42 acts 2 42 are you doing this are you walking in this church i exhort you today in the name of the lord if you're not get on it if you want to go where God wants you to go, get on this train. Get in this action. Step in the, into your place. Look, look what happened to them. They were, check it out, they were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and breaking of bread, that's communion, and to prayer. Check this out. Here's what they were doing. They devoted themselves. They, listen to me. If you are not open to be trained you don't get to walk in this power I'm talking about one of the things that's radically changing now it'll be online get ready for it training how can you reign if you don't train and how can you be effective if you have if no one has taught you no one has instructed I'm not talking about just book learning I'm really talking about people coming alongside you and helping you to do what you're supposed to do it's called discipleship that's what Jesus calls us his disciples they, they, they were devoted to teaching number two they fellowship with one another do not isolate yourself look if you feel like you can't come out your house get on your phone get on your computer get on your iPad go on Facebook Make some friends. Go on your Instagram. Show pictures. Make sure they're decent. Praise God. Amen to the make sure they're decent. Share with each other. This is the time when the Lord doesn't want you silent, stayed in the background. He wants you talking to each other. This is a new norm. Fellowship. Listen to me. Daily with each other. One of the challenges is that, is that you're alone trying to make it on your own. You're singing that Diane Ross song. Ever Diane Ross? 
on my own on my own God didn't call you to be on your own he called us together body of Christ it's not in shelter that will keep you from connecting with the body of Christ you don't you don't no matter where you are you can connect this is a phenomenon today I can connect with somebody around the world Jarrell just get on my phone yeah that's what's going on devoted devoted to the teaching get back in training tap your neighbors and get back in training man finish some of you need to go back to school I know that some of you need to finish your degree some of you need to complete what you started and every single one of us need to get back in training to be prepared for what God is releasing us to do clap your hands if you understand what I'm saying to you last week we shared it with the Lord's table I want to say this to you because it's the, it was the new norm for the church when they broke bread together and they drank the cup together they communed together because the promises of God are at the table and the release of his power and anointing is at the table he said every time you do this remember me and I want to say to you this, this must become a, a new norm and habit for the church that was, that's what they were doing that was the action but check out the atmosphere the Bible says everyone kept feeling a sense of awe of reverence the presence of God came on the church in a mighty way and then this is what I love signs and wonders started breaking out now I don't know about you but I have this sense that God is ready to do it again to release signs and wonders signs follow those that go and do what God asked them to do the moment you and I decide we will obey God watch and see what happens watch and see what happens to you when you decide I will pray for you watch and see what happens when you serve as the Lord directs you to serve you have no idea what's going to happen at the other end of your service and obedience to talk to your neighbor tell them I'm looking for miracles I'm looking for a miracle I'm looking for a miracle some of you need a miracle right now and this is the time to ask God for one are you are you are you there say amen if you are not only was their action a new norm but the atmosphere was new they never experienced this before in, in fact in the in the new living in the in the um, uh, in the passion translation it says every believer was faithfully devoted to following the teachings of the apostles their hearts were mutually linked together to one another sharing communion and coming together regularly for prayer a deep sense of holy awe swept over everyone and the apostles performed many miracles and signs and wonders the believers were in fellowship as one body and they shared with one another whatever they had. I want you to check this out. Not only was there an, a, 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 a fresh and a new action in their lives, there was an atmosphere that was created and then there was, uh, uh, everyone had to note how they were attached to each other. Check it out. It says the believers were together. Say together. And that's so important. If you go to the book of Acts and look up how many times the Bible used together, it'll blow your mind. 
And when you look at the together, then the word unity, and then comes miracles. Oh my God. It's a pattern in the, in the, in the book of Acts. When you come together in unity and you pray, miracles begin to happen. It's time. Look at your brother. He used to say, it's time. It's time. He said they had all things in common. That means whatever they owned, they did not hold it as precious. They didn't hold it as have a death grip on all their possessions. Instead, they counted what they had as everyone else's if they had a need. You know what? Wouldn't it be powerful if God showed you the need right there that's next to you? The need where you live, the need where you work. When you start supplying needs, God starts moving and God starts working. And I want to say to you, no one in the body of Christ who is connected should have unmet needs. Clap your hands if you understand that. Clap them louder. And, and know that God wants to use you. Excuse me, you cannot supply somebody else's need without God coming and supplying yours. That's, that was, this was, a, they were so attached to each other. They were generous, generosity and selflessness. You know God's doing something when people cease to be selfish. It's opposite of iPad. It's opposite of iPhone. Well, my time is done. And um, I'll talk to you about attitude and approval. I'll just say to you that God gave them approval. He gave them favor. Lift your hands to the Lord. Some of you need to step into what God has called you to do. You need to step into ministry. You need to step into the place at God. You need to reconnect with the body. I'm talking to those of you that are watching with me. You need to step into the place of God's choice. Father, would you grant it over the body of Christ? Let them be obedient. Let us be obedient this week and we'll give you all the glory and the praise for it, for the mighty miracles that will come forth in Jesus' name. And amen. <laughs>